Welcome, everyone, to Doing Business with the Servant's Heart. And I'm super excited to have Nikki Roche, if I said that right, the CEO of Sales Maven, and she can correct me because I get corrected all the time and I love it. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's Roush, but you are very, very close. Oh, hey, I love close. It's better than being a mile away. So that's, that's good. Right. I was a couple feet right. away. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. Well, as, as we we're saying earlier before we started the show, I love the Sales Maven name of your company. Maven to me was a woman in a black dress, mysterious but powerful. But you give me your iteration. Why Sales Maven? Well, when I was starting my business, uh, I knew I wanted to use sales in the name because that's what I am. I'm a sales coach and trainer. And people said, you cannot put sales in the name of your business. Nobody will hire you. So then, of course, I doubled down on that because I like to prove people wrong. And then I was trying to think, well, what like what goes with sales that will be an example of what I'm teaching, what I'm doing? And sales expert felt felt really plain and kind of boring. And so I was looking for a word that described somebody who is an expert at what they do. And I came across this word maven and I was like, that's it. I love that word. It's not a unique, I did at the time I had never heard the word before. Of course, now I see it everywhere. You know, it's kind of like when you buy the green car, you see green cars everywhere. Yeah. So I see maven used a lot, but um, yeah, that's, that's maven. It's the whole idea of like, I am a sales expert. I will show up and I'll teach you how to have more successful sales conversations. And I love that people in my group now refer to themselves as mavens, which makes me super happy. That's sweet. That is awesome. Um, a lot of sales coaches out there. We've talked about that too in our previous yeah. call. Yeah. What makes Nikki different? What makes sales maven different, unique? Well, I think what makes me unique is that I really do specialize in the conversation of sales and I approach sales using my 25 year background in sales with my sales experience. And I have a very extensive background in neuro-linguistic programming. And if that's a new term to anybody listening, it's essentially the study of communication. And so what I bring to sales is my approach is that Sales isn't something that you do to somebody. It's something you do with. So it's a very collaborative approach. I teach a signature framework for a sales conversation. I call it the selling staircase. I wrote a book around this. And the whole idea is it's built on rapport. Yeah. The foundation of everything I teach is built on rapport. So it isn't about just going out and like hunting the big game or, you know, convincing people to buy from you. That's very much not my approach. My approach is does the person have a need or want? Do you have permission to put an offer in front of them? How can you build rapport in a way that they'll want to stay in conversation? They'll want to hear what you have to say. And frankly, they'll be more revealing on how to earn their business. And if you can hit those three things, you have a very good chance of earning the business. This is why I wanted you on the show. And I love what you just said. It's awesome. Because I tell people you're serving first and then the sales will come. That's and right. you, the only way to serve somebody is to talk to them. Yes. Right. So yeah. that's like, this is so, I'm so excited because this is why I wanted you on because I think too many people focus on the sales. Yeah. So, with that regards, let's do a little role play. I'm your okay. new client. Let's see how you would coach me for five minutes. And I want people to see how powerful you are and how you get to help people. Okay. So, the first thing I would ask is, what is your biggest struggle right now in regards to your sales? 
more, I need more sales. You need more sales. So when you say more sales, are you looking for more clients or are you wanting to increase your existing client base and grow the lifetime value of your clients? Grow the lifetime value of my client. Okay. So that normally would entail making sure that we're putting the right offer in front of them. So when you look at what your, I mean, I would go into this with you. I don't know if you want to dig into this, but I would want to know what's your average sale price to your existing clients and what are you, what have you not offered them yet that you know would be a huge value? And we probably need to build some type of a package or offer around this. And on top of that, we would also work on what's your anchor above it. So for instance, a lot of times people, I'll ask them like, what's the thing you most want to sell? What's the thing that really excites you, lights you up, delivers enormous value to your clients? What is that thing? Coaching one-on-one. Okay. Coaching one-on-one. So what's it? So what's your... The, the package. So when you look at your coaching packages, what is the coaching package you most want to sell? The one-on-one at 10,000. Okay. Your $10,000 package. Okay. So I would say we, we probably need, we need an anchor above the $10,000 package. So can we put together a 15 or $20,000 package that becomes an anchor so that when you're laying out your coaching offers to somebody we're going to use top-down selling and we're going to say, you know, we have three coaching packages. We have our $20,000 package and that includes this, this, and this. Then we've got the $10,000 package. Now this is the most popular package and here's what it includes. And then you lay it out for them. And then we have the kind of starter package for people who are just kind of dipping their toe in the water. So of those three packages, which is the best fit for you right now? This is the close language. Most people miss this step in the sales conversation. They forget to close or they get too nervous to close. And if you don't put the decision in front of people, oftentimes they won't decide because they're overwhelmed with decision fatigue. So we have to put a decision in front of them. So then you would say, you know, of those three packages, which, which is the best fit for you right now. And then you zip it and you wait and you be quiet. And I say the $10,000 package. Great. So to get started with that package, the first step is to secure payment. I can go ahead and take that now. Would you like to do that on credit card or how would you prefer to pay for that? Credit card. Great. Perfect. I'm going to take your credit card. Now we've got, now let's get your first coaching session scheduled. Way cool. That's exactly what I wanted to do because talking to a lot of people, they don't have points like that. It's 997 is my coaching. I do one-on-one coaching. They don't have any other offers. And listeners, that one tip could make you a lot of money. It will make you a lot of money. There you go. It will. I Sales maven. Tell me what to do. And I love her. Uh, and, and this, go ahead. I was just going to say the the thing that's so important is that if you only have one option, which is fine, like there's nothing wrong with only having one option, but if you have one option, the, the answer is yes or no. Do you want this package? Yes or no. But when you have option three choices, which by the way, I never recommend giving a client more than three options in that initial conversation because you will overwhelm them with too many choices. But if you can give three options, we've got the like the full Shazam, like the big package. We've got the, 
the mid-tier, which is the package that you most want to sell. And then we have the basic starting out. And you always start at the top and work your way down. And the reason you do that is because as humans, we don't like to have things taken away. And so when you start at the top, they're already thinking like, ooh, look at all the stuff that I get. Then when you you rock down to the next one, they go, oh, okay, there's still stuff in there. And then you talk about the basic or the starter package and everybody's like, oh, that doesn't sound that good. But if you do it the opposite way, if you start at the bottom and you go, you know, well, at the basic, you get this, but if you pay a little bit more, now they have to pay more to get more. But if you start at the top, they have to give things up to save. And it's a very different mentality and it's really important in your sales process. Now, please sell with integrity. Don't recommend something that is not the right fit for somebody, but do have three options in your package offers and you will find that you will sell the package that is the best fit for the client more often because their brain isn't a yes, no. It's like, which one is really the right one for me? And I, I would assume, but you tell me how many people you talk to don't have three offers. Uh, the majority. Majority. When I first start working with them, they yeah. don't have three options. They're like, what do you mean options? Now here's, here's a, I'll, I'll give you a little, like, um, it's like a warning, right? This is, <laughs> this is my warning for everybody listening. Be really careful about what you put in that top tier package because people will choose it and then you'll have to deliver on it. So my clients are often like, I never expected anybody to pick this top, this top option, but people will pick it. So be ready. You have to want to deliver it and be like ready to deliver. So don't just make something up. It needs to be a legit offer, but people will pick that offer and then you'll be really excited and you'll get to deliver at a very high level. And the person will get a really high level experience from you and, and, you know, get whatever they need, their need met, and you'll have built a strong ambassador for your business out in the marketplace. And I know that's a starting point. You do much more than that. We won't get into it because I want them to call you, email you and get on a discovery call, but that's just the beginning. And there's so much more you do, correct? Yes, absolutely. So any, anything that has to do with the sales conversation, the, you know, what happens after the sale? How do you, you know, deal with people who owe you money? How do you have conversations around people? Like, what do you do when people ghost you? How do you craft messages that people want to respond to? That's, you know, we, I go deep. Well, it's a Christmas time and you just wrapped everything in a nice bow there. I love it. (laughs) Listeners, her information is going to be in the show notes. I always like to mention that. Were you willing to do a discovery call with somebody to get to know and see if they're a fit for you? Is that something you do? Yes, absolutely. We can have a, there's a work with Nikki section where you can grab a call with me. And I even, if, if I didn't ask you if I can do this, so you tell me no, if that's okay. Go for it. I'd love to, I'd love to offer any listener a gift as a way to connect with me. If somebody's interested, I have an ebook. It's called closing the sale. It's about building your confidence in those sales conversations. Are you okay if I give out a. Absolutely. Go for it. No, Hey, I love free gifts. I know my listeners do. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So this is for your audience. If you go to your salesmaven.com forward slash S I B. So S I B your salesmaven.com forward slash S I B. You can download that ebook again, totally complimentary, my gift to you. And then we'll be connected. That is awesome. I'll put it in the show notes too, so Thank they can you. reach out and always with doing business with the servants hearts. I think 
studying, reading is important. I still need to do more, but I've done a lot more this year than I've done in my life. Do you have any suggestions of a great book that you've read that's really helped you in your journey? Well, my all-time favorite sales book. <laughs> it's it's an oldie, but I think it's been around for a while, but it's been around for a while for a very good reason. And it's The Go-Giver. It was written by Bob Berg and uh, John David Mann. When I read this book, I felt like somebody wrote a book that is so in alignment with the way that I had been selling, but never had it put into words. And it's just, I think it's brilliant. It's an interesting read. It's its told as a, as in the form of a story. So it's an interesting read, but the lessons in there about really showing up with a servant's heart and really wanting to serve it. It's so perfect. And I, I had the great pleasure, honestly, of interviewing Bob Berg on my podcast this last summer. And he just blew my mind. <laughs> he's an amazing, you know, he's an amazing guy. He's been out there doing it for a very long time. So good at what he does. And I, I really do love this book. And it's amazing that not enough people are doing it. I'm just going to be blunt here. Yeah. Audience and you, you know that it's why, it's why you do what you do. And I try to do what I do in regards to the servant's heart. It will come. Um, we need to be more giving in this world. I think the world will change a little bit. Um, with the giving, and I appreciate the free book. When it comes to sales, not everybody can do it. Do you get there when you talk to somebody or a company and, you know, like the CEO, maybe somebody's trying to sell and he shouldn't be selling, plus he should be doing other things. Do you get that deep into with, with the sales process with people who should be selling, who shouldn't be? Well, I will say, I think everybody can learn how to sell, but that doesn't mean that you should be selling, right? Yeah. Depending on what your role is in the organization. So I do think there are things that um, when you're trying to attract somebody to sell with you or for you on behalf of your business, I think there's some real important key criteria. And I know this from managing you know, a sales team of 20 some salespeople early on in my career. You know, some some people are cut out for that competitive type sales position and some people are not. And so there will be times where, you know, the person who's like, well, I've tasked all of my accounting people with sales and it's like, okay, but have you provided them any kind of training? Is there any resource for them to really learn the skill? Because I think people think, you don't need a skill to be good at sales. You just need to be charismatic. And that is false. You do need skill. You need strategy and you need to feel confident in what you're doing. Otherwise people shy away from it. So I think anybody can learn how to sell, but not everybody should be selling. Well, I'm going to go down a little black hole here because we have some okay. time. Okay. People are selling personally too. I talk to people all the time, you know, your wife, your spouse, your oh, yeah. best friend. These can these tools work in personal in my personal life or their personal life as well? I will say that is one of my one of my surprise I call it a surprise benefit as a result of working with me is people will come back and they'll say, Oh my gosh, I've changed the way that I phrase things to my spouse or the way that I phrase something to my kid. One of my favorite success stories is I had a woman hire me. Actually, she wasn't in sales. She was having some communication issues. And somebody who knew me really well said, 
yeah, you could go hire a communication coach, but I'm going to tell you that Nikki Roush can absolutely change the way that you're having these interactions with your, she was managing a large team of people. And uh, so I started coaching her just on her communication style and the exact stuff that I teach in sales. And her, she said, you know, Nikki, my son, it was, it was in the summer. She said, my son is leaving for college. I've applied the things that I've been learning and my relationship has improved with him so much. And I feel like this was a game changer in our relationship before he goes off and starts this new chapter in his life. And then I ran into her a couple of years later and she said, Nikki, I still just, you know, so she, you know, she was pouring love all over me saying such nice things, but she said, when my son graduated from college and we asked him what he wanted for his graduation gift, he wanted to take a trip with me. And she wow. was like, that, that was it. That gives me chills still to this day. Me too. Cause that, you know, if, that's a if game can, changer. Yeah. If you can learn a skill that will make you a better communicator and it will improve the relationships in your life, sales is that skill that can improve the relationships in your life. When you approach it from, you know, who you are, Steve, the person who serves, yeah. who, who shows up to serve, you will find that when you show up in your relationships to serve, it will absolutely change the way people interact with you. I love that. And repetition is a word I talk with coaches. We can't meet today. You just did a quick journey with me and I walk away. You know, it's got to be repetitious, correct? Speak yeah. on that a little bit. So I think it's like a muscle, right? Just like how when you're training a muscle, you got to work that muscle and you've got to, you kind of, you get the place where you can do reps, right? Like I do something called counter push-ups. Like this is, you know, my own version of it. And when I first started, you know, I could barely get 10 down. Now I can do 50 without breaking a sweat super fast. And I do them every morning because it's like something to do while the shower is heating up, like while the water is heating up, I get through 50 counter push-ups. But when I started, I couldn't even do 10. And I think yeah. with sales, it's the same thing. You you have to build the muscle. And when you build the muscle, it becomes like who you are in the world, right? You don't have to think so much. You don't, you don't have to try to like, okay, I have to have a script in front of me and I, I need to get nervous about this and that. You're like, no, I'm just showing up and I'm having a real conversation as a yeah. real human being. I'm just being strategic because I know how to do this because I've done it over and over and over again. And I know what works and I know what doesn't. So I'm going to do what works. And that's the, uh, the repetition reminds me of the YouTube scenario, or I can't think of the word, you know, people go to YouTube, go, Oh, I'm gonna watch a sales coach. Okay. He does that. And they go take his idea for a week and then their sales do this and they come back down Yeah, because they don't watch the video or they do repetition. I appreciate you saying that because to me, I'm a sports guy Yeah, and you're a coach, but you're just coaching sales. It's yeah. no different football, bait. but what do we do every day? We practice practice. There's a reason for that. That's right. So you guys need to go practice with Nikki. Um, Nikki, I want to thank you. I, this was awesome because I can see the uniqueness, but the passion and listeners, that's what I want you to get out of this, her passion to help you and make sure it's a fit. And that's important to me. That's what a servant does. A servant can walk away and say, you know, Steve, you're a great guy, but we're not a good fit here. I've got XYZ person. So I really appreciate that. But reach out to her. Again, her free book is going to be in there. You can contact her, jump on a discovery call. But like we do always with doing business with a servant's heart, 
let's leave the audience with a great tip that's helped you in your great journey in business. Well, I'm going to build, thank you for that. And all the kind words that you said, I'm going to build off of what you just said. I think sometimes in sales, people think it's their job to convince people to buy from them. I truly believe that you need to identify, does the person have a need, a want or desire? And do you have a solution? And if you don't have a solution that meets their need, their want, their desire, it is absolutely okay to bless and release people. You don't have to convince anybody to buy from you. That's not your job in sales, frankly. So bless and release the people who aren't a good fit so that you have plenty of room in your life and in your business to really attract your ideal clients who are going to get the most benefit from working with you.